Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. Today our conversation will be about decision making. And I'm terribly excited, Carl, about this conversation because I'm a horrible decision maker. Ah. And so my first question to you is, why do we start with decision making and helping ourselves, promising to ourselves to be the impetus for change? Why start with decision making? Well, decision making, we need to start with decision making because work is about getting things done. We want results and we want things to be different. And that comes down to making the choices we make and making better choices, making different choices, making them with better information, making them in a more timely matter. Mm -hmm. But how we go about that has people don't put a lot of thought into. And so we get people at one end of the spectrum who are searching for the perfect decision. And they are gathering data and questioning people and taking forever, basically, Mm -hmm. to make a decision. The other end of the spectrum we have are rash leaders who are impulsive and shoot from the hip and jump right to the decision without any reflection or research. So, but we start with decision-making because work is about action and mm-hmm. taking next steps and keeping things moving forward and as soon as possible and as wisely as possible. Well, like me, I just find that decision-making is so challenging for me. Why is that? Why is it that we get so wrapped up in making a decision that the decision sometimes isn't made? Yeah, it's like the decision takes on a life of its own. Right. Part of it comes from the competitive environment we're in nowadays and that our decision's going to be judged. It's going to be evaluated. Mm-hmm. Whether we get the results or not, uh, we're going to succeed or fail. And so mm-hmm. that becomes its own trapping, its own worry that paralyzes us. It mm-hmm. has to be the right decision because my job is on the line or my promotion's on the line or how I'm perceived is on on the line. And we end up making poor decisions because... We're really putting our energy into appearing competent um, and trying to make a decision sooner than we're really ready to or the other way around. Well, I'm intrigued by what you say with the fear of failure because I I do feel like I'm when I'm faced with a decision, I'm afraid of making the wrong decision. That's really what takes a life of its own, that decision, is because I'm afraid to make the decision. I'm also intrigued by the way that you kind of just put these two extremes out there and I feel like I fall into the I need to gather all the data as much as possible Mm -hmm. and as much data as possible until I absolutely can't not make the decision till the last minute so I'm I'm just intrigued by why that why is that our fear the fear again comes from a variety of sources and where your insight there about yourself is is that it has to do with fear Mm -hmm. and so that's all we want to get at all you want to get at when you're looking at yourself is that something else is going on rather than the decision itself. Mm-hmm. So you've actually accomplished half your battle by just being aware that you're worried that it's going to be the wrong decision or that it's going to be evaluated. Once you get past that, then you can back off a little and start looking at whether or not you have enough information to make mm-hmm. your decision. And that would be your next step as one who takes a long time to make decisions. Mm-hmm. It's really taking a step back and saying, how much information do I really need to make this decision? Mm -hmm. And if I need to adjust after making the initial decision, we want to keep our eyes open so that we can make that adjustment Mm -hmm. so that each decision doesn't become this all or nothing, complete success or complete failure, Mm -hmm. dramatic problem that's facing us. Mm -hmm. So what we want, what I want, 
is people to experience a certain poise in their decision making, mm-hmm. kind of like a tennis player on the balls of their feet. Mm-hmm. That there's a a readiness to both um, reflect on the one hand, gather information, be listening, talking, watching what's going on, and on the other hand, to to do, to act, to choose something and try it. And knowing, and here's where the poise comes in, if you're knowing and still attentive and still watching, still listening, if the decision is not turning out the way you had hoped or anticipated, you can adjust quickly and immediately. And that's what you're doing constantly, is deciding and watching and adjusting. Deciding, watching, adjusting. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's actually a, f- a very freeing experience. Well, I do see that it's not always easy to be in the situation though where you in the workplace where you have decisions that need to be made at the spur of the moment for whatever reason. How do you suggest that you kind of get over the fear of making the wrong decision there where you may not have the time to gather any information, but also you don't want to make a rash decision, but a decision has presented itself. Most helpful is to look at the problems you're facing. I would, I would call across the spectrum of urgency. So some things are urgent. A crisis has come upon you and an immediate decision is necessary. So you don't have a lot of time to listen and gather information, as opposed to another situation where a meeting is coming a month from now, Mm -hmm. and you need to pull together certain information for people to make some long-term decisions as a group. In that kind of situation, you do have the luxury of more time in order to make a better decision in that situation, you want to do more listening and more data gathering, and more thinking about it, have more thinking underlying your decision. Mm-hmm. Now, what's crucial in that is determining where your situation falls in that spectrum, and that can, that can really help. So we're not trying to defend a quick, rapid decision-making style as opposed to a slow, methodical decision-making style. Right. We're saying, because I'm aware and on the balls of my feet and watching mm-hmm. what's going on, and I'm discerning if this is an urgent situation mm-hmm. or, an, or a more ordinary situation and putting how much thinking goes undergirds my decision into the mix there. So it's not about being in, the, in these two extremes. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not about making the right decision right. versus making the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. It's about making a decision and still being attentive to its impact, Mm -hmm. and then on the balls of your feet, ready to make the next decision. Mm -hmm. I like this idea of just learning and adjusting, evaluating, being able to look back at a decision, see what's right, see what's wrong, what could have been better. And I like the, the idea of that taking off the pressure of it being the perfect decision. It takes the pressure off. And what you gain is this tension. You mm-hmm. just hold these things without having to fake a resolution between being listening and reflective and attentive and being action mm-hmm. and doing something right. and walking down a path. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they're both important, and we hold them both. They both have mm-hmm. to be done. And the question is just where to put your emphasis. Yes. And I think we've all, all been in situations where we held off any action or doing something because we weren't sure what to do. And on the flip side, we've been in a situation where perhaps we're at the mercy of somebody who makes horrible decisions at the last minute. Yes. That can be great fun is to sit around and identify these rash or perennial people who never make a decision. Right. <laughs> and the impact that has. That could be me. 
(laughs) (laughs) But the key is taking the pressure off Mm -hmm. of the decision itself Mm -hmm. being perfect or right or wrong and putting the key on to discerning what needs to be done and what needs to go into the thinking process. Well, for our listeners, we've been having a series uh, with Carl, having conversations about um, no excuses and uh, making a promise to ourselves that we're going to take control of the things we can in the workplace, starting with ourselves looking at ourselves. And uh, Carl, you suggested we start with decision-making, and I just lastly wanted to hear some of your thoughts about connecting with us why decision-making is the beginning of no excuses. You can control what you are doing. You have um, control over yourself. So if we're going to look at ourselves and how we're showing up, we want to look at what we're doing. And everything we're doing is the result of what decisions we're making Mm -hmm. that day. How we treat people, how we walk through the office, how we uh, make a uh, expenditure decision, how we make a longer-term strategic decision. These actions all have a decision that underlies them. So what we're going to do is take a step back and watch ourselves. Mm-hmm. Watch ourselves make these choices and think about what went into the choice. And was it the rationale that was best for the situation or was it one of these other factors that we referred to earlier, fear of, of making the wrong decision right. or needing to appear competent and together mm-hmm. and knowledgeable? Well, I'm excited for our second topic of strategic thinking that we're doing next week on our podcast. Yes. And uh, Carl will be joining us again for uh, strategic thinking. And I'm excited about that because I'm not exactly sure what strategic thinking is. So we're going to... Well, then we'll just dig right into it. We'll find out about that next week. Thanks for joining us. And again, don't forget to check out more about Carl and Bold Enterprises at www.boldenterprises.com. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.